You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. So have you ever felt that there was some sort of energy, almost a palpable energy that was coming from you or from another person? I think we've all felt at least something like a vibe, right? Oh, absolutely. A vibe much like the uh, seminal 1980s comedy uh, adventure mystery classic Vibes. Thank you. Oh, not again. Always. Always. Vibes forever. (laughs) I found it on Prime. I'm going to watch it, okay? God. (sighs) Thank you, Matt. But yes, uh, energy that's inside of us that can be transferred in some way. Can it be harnessed? Like, what could you use that for if that energy existed? That's what this episode is all about. My goodness, I'm so excited for this convo. Uh, We published this back in July of 2015. I wonder how our chi has changed since then. Hmm, let's find out. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I am Ben, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. Uh, Bolin here <laughs> with... Our super producer, Noel the Iron Fist Brown. Oh, I knew that was you. Oh, and there's Jason. Hey, what's up, Jason? 
Or, yeah. Wait, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, what, one of our bosses is named uh, Jason. That is true. We're not just making that up. So, listeners, as you know, usually we have some hints about the show embedded in our super producer's nickname, but some of you might be wondering, hey, wait, Ben, why did you give yourself a nickname in this? Oh, hmm. Well, there, it was quite literal. Yes, it was quite literal uh, and remains so. Uh, first, of course, guys, we uh, we we may have uh, been born yesterday, but we've been awake all night, as That's the correct. old joke goes. Uh, so we know, you guys, we know you're not supposed to give yourself your own nickname. That's that's a crap move. I was going to do it if you didn't. Yeah, uh, I am coming to you uh, semi-live, depending on when you hear this. Uh, Without having had any sleep, I've been awake for about uh, 36 hours. Matt, you actually caught me trying to sleep in my car in the parking deck. So this might be a little bit of a weird podcast on my end. That's why I have a nickname today. It's going to be great. That's how I like it when it gets nice and weird up in here. We (laughs) send the weird waves through these these cords and Mm -hmm. out into your ears. So, uh... There, you know, we're, today we're going to talk about something that is a little out there. Some of you might not really, I don't know, you, you might be thinking, oh gosh, why, why would they even talk about this subject? Right, right. But then others are, are going to, are going to go, oh man. They're finally talking about this. Well, that happens pretty often, Matt. Let's face it. And then also we will have a contingent of people who will say, this is just terrible. You're doing a yeah. terrible job. But, <laughs> but, uh, let's, let's ease into it. Here's one for the fans of comic books. Okay. And I'm going to be very careful not to spoil too much of this because if you're a fan of comic books, it might come up in your life uh, a few years from now. Uh, but there is a character in Marvel Comics whose name is Iron Fist. And, Noel, today Iron Fist is your namesake. Uh, Iron Fist has the uh, has pretty much martial arts superpowers. Yes. And he can focus this energy that he has to uh, give himself uh, slightly enhanced strength, but also, you know, superhuman reflexes, agility, the whole nine, uh, better senses, but not as good as Daredevil, which is important. And he has this uh, this one big move, the, the power of it changes depending on who's writing the story at that time, where he can focus all of this energy into one punch. And this yep. punch is is amazing and when it first started he could only do it once a day and he was just garbage after that uh, so he had to be very selective like a smart bomb in um you know in an old atari game or something oh yeah but what was but when he focused this thing uh it had a name what what was this energy he was focusing well it has a lot of different names depending on where you're born mm-hmm. and what culture surrounds you mm-hmm. but the most common is chi Ah, yes, spelled with a Q-I or a C-H-I. Uh, here's the deal. Today we are talking about chi. 
Is chi real? What is chi? What is real? No, I'm kidding. We're not, that's a lot for one episode. Yeah, uh, so, so let's just start here. The human body is an astonishing thing. And the more we learn about the human body, not just the brain, but the, the more we learn about the human body in general, it seems the more questions we have. Uh, so we were going to do a little bit of backstory. Matt, you and I were going to do, uh, two videos this week. Uh, one with our classic format and one with a vlog, but I was in New York on some completely non-shady business, as you may have heard me allude to on Facebook. So we're sticking with one this week, and uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about uh, the the video that we actually didn't make, so we can at least get some of that story out here in the audio podcast. And then when you're talking to other people who just watch the videos, you can say, oh, well, if you listen to the audio show, then you would you would know you you know you would be on like my level of uh, noitude, the noitude of knowing <laughs> that the human body is crazy. Like Ben said, there are things we're learning about it that I never would have believed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Even recently, it's tough for me to believe this stuff. But it is true that the human body produces energies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of different ones. Uh, one of the first ones that we want to talk about is electricity. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Without electricity, your your brain wouldn't work. Yeah, and that's something that we, we being the human species, have known for a little while, you know, that electricity is the, the great impetus that makes all the things happen, right? All the mat things, all the null things, listener, you, all the you things happen. Uh, and there's there's a pretty good article about this on the How Stuff Works website, too. Yeah, it's called How Does the Body Make Electricity and How Does It Use It? And that's by uh, one of the writers here, Julia Layton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we've got a great quotation here from the article just to, just to put into context electricity's role in the body and the brain. When we talk about the nervous system sending signals to the brain or synapses firing or the brain telling our hands to contract around a door handle – What we're really talking about is electricity carrying messages between point A and point B. It's sort of like the digital cable signals that carry ones and zeros that deliver true detective to your eyeballs, except in our bodies, electrons aren't flowing along a wire. Instead, an electrical charge is jumping from one cell to the next until it reaches its destination. Right, yeah, I think that's a pretty good explanation. Here's one of the things that the body also produces that tripped you and I out. Oh, yeah. This was unexpected. Light. Uh, to paraphrase, uh, Rihanna, you do indeed shine bright like a diamond. Well, not, not quite that bright. Right. Absolutely not that bright. But we said like, so we yeah, actually yeah, yeah, a yeah. little. Uh, here's the deal. The human body produces a small amount of light. In 2009, Live Science and The Guardian both reported a study that showed all human beings, in fact, virtually all living creatures, emit visible light, at least in small amounts. What? Yeah, uh, it sounds crazy, but stick with me here. We're not talking about light that you and I could just see with our naked eye when you're walking around. We don't glow in the dark. Uh-huh. We're what? talking about, huh? I'm so sorry to interrupt. What was that song with my naked eye I saw? With my naked, naked eye, eye I saw. saw the falling rain coming down on me. Yeah, Noel? yeah. Who oh, was cool. Who was that, Noel? Nice save. It was uh, uh, Luscious Jackson. Luscious Jackson. Bam. So, uh, Luscious, I guess, 
<laughs> Luscious she, Jackson got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she she understood. Is it is it a she or is it a he? Is it's Luscious? like a group of people. It's a group of ladies. Oh, oh wow. A, ba- a band, if you would. I apologize for not being on my Luscious Jackson knowledge. Uh, wait, wait I, was, I apologize for interrupting you <laughs> with this with this rambling thing. It's been a it's been a long couple of days. Uh, but good save, Noel. I'm sorry. Matt. No problem. But what, back back to it. I'm not saying we glow in the dark. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is that. Uh, living things emit light that is roughly a thousand times less intense than what we could detect with our eye. Okay. But it is detectable. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, similar to the way that some stars are visible only through the aid of a telescope or something like that. Sure. Or if you, uh, if you leave a lens open for long enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. It, this study also showed that the light that people emitted uh, varied throughout the day. It was lowest at around 10 a.m. and it was peaking around 4 p.m. to when it gradually declined. Uh, your face, by the way, assuming you are human as you hear this, uh, will probably glow brighter than the rest of your body. According to this one study, we have, I have to say that just because it, right. this hasn't been, you know, studied a lot, but it right. is really interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, and I, I can already foresee some of the questions here. The, the question of like, well, 10 a.m. where, right? Are we talking <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time? It appears to be tied to an individual's body clock. This, ah, the this, circadian rhythms. Uh, this slow rise and fall of your, your light source. So if you are doing anything extremely important, try and time it somewhere around four because mm-hmm. maybe that light is having an effect that you're not aware of. Wow. You know what? That would be an interesting study too to see if it, if it mattered whatsoever. If there were, uh, animals that could sense that light. Now, of course, we're not talking about infrared, and there are some animals whose vision uh, verges into the infrared spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but anyway, that's interesting because it shows that human beings emit things like electricity and light, and there are other examples, of course, heat, electromagnetic force, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, at all. But we started looking at this because we wanted to ask a different, somewhat related question. What what is what is chi? What is what, this? What chi? is this thing? <laughs> yeah. We've heard about it. Right. I've heard about it since I was a kid. Uh-huh. There are stories, and just I, you know, you see all the like acupuncture and other things right. that make use of this energy, like energy redirection healing yeah, without the Reiki, needles and all uh-huh. that stuff. But I, we hadn't really delved very deeply into this, so mm-hmm. get ready, folks. We're on the diving board. Here we go. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it's true, Matt. You've, you've heard it before. I've heard it before. Noel, you've heard it before. Uh, listeners, you have too. It's often mentioned in the context of traditional Chinese medicine, maybe martial arts. It's also been used in fiction, and it's been heavily exploited by Hollywood. It's been cited as this miraculous curative force, and more. It has also been dismissed by critics as a scam or flim-flam, a superstition a sham so what what is the definition of this what what gives what would we call it well in chinese philosophy and uh chinese medicine chi is this vital thing that exists in everything in the universe it's it's invisible and it's this unique form that's uh, often interpreted as some sort of energy of, let's see, we'll we'll get to the whole idea of what the energy is in a a moment. But Mm -hmm. for now, let's take it as 
let's take this as a fact, at least for the sake of argument. Okay, agreed. That this chi is energy. So the belief in this sort of ubiquitous energy isn't unique. Uh, it's not unique to Chinese tradition or any of the other places that you may have heard that it is unique to. It's, uh, it's known as, in general, vitalism. It's the vital energy that runs all things. This belief in, in some kind of ubiquitous energy. Yes, yes. Okay, so, okay, so that would be kind of like prana in Hinduism or, uh, pneuma in Greek, uh, or, even in physics, right? Even even in even in physics, uh, we we could also say uh, what I'm, I'm thinking of another one. Oh, the Nazis, Vril, Vril energy. Vril would be one. That's uh, that's a deep cut for the people who listen to our earlier Nazi stuff. That that quint- quintessence, I think, is the yeah. name of it. The the fifth uh, the fifth element, the element of the heavens that was present in all nature and the stuff of which celestial bodies was made. I it's think. like dark energy. It's a, it's a high a hypothetical version or idea of what dark energy would be. So basically, the force. Yes. If we want to, if we want to go full, into full fiction references, then uh, chi and this and this is not meant in a derogatory way at all. This is just meant to show, if anything, the the kind of concept that. The kind of concept that the force was building upon in real life. So, mm-hmm. so chi would be in some ways like the, like a real life version of the force. And as we know, real life is not like a film. So not always. Yeah. So I apologize to everybody who expected they would get a lightsaber once they completed their practice, once they become a qigong master. Qigong is the, uh, is the name for, uh, set of practices that involves uh, postures, exercises, including slow, circular movements, regulated breathing, focused meditation, uh, things like that. There are three different styles. They're classified as martial, medical, or spiritual. Uh, some Qigong styles are gentler, like Tai Chi, and can be adapted. Uh, others are more vigorous, but one one of the unique features of this is uh, the ability to train the mind to direct the body's energy or chi to any part of the body. But uh, that's that's just to explain what qigong is. So when we say that, we're talking about people. We're talking about the practice of using chi consciously. But maybe uh, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of our. Uh, Wait, I can't get ahead of ourselves. Maybe I'm just messing up the show. What what does chi even mean in English? Yeah, Ben. So chi in English, if it's translated, is air. That's what it means, literally. Uh, While this is often seen as an energy, as we said before, authors like Chris Kessner argue that it's best interpreted as oxygen rather than energy, mm-hmm. uh, a an essential element almost. Right, yeah, no, Chris Kessler, we found because he's a bit contrarian when he talks about some of this, he claims that there are a lot of mistranslations or misconceptions, or rather, mistranslations of Chinese culture and language that led to misconceptions in the West. And for the record, I completely agree with him in principle. I don't know how... I don't know how absolutely I would agree with his specifics, but he claims this mistranslation of, of chi as energy instead of oxygen was single-handedly created by a French fellow named Sully de Moron. Uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, chi uh, is thought to travel through these channels called meridians. Again, ca- 
Uh, Kessler disputes this, calling them nodes. Let's just go ahead and assume for the rest of the show that when we're talking about chi and we're, and we're just touching on some of the high level stuff mm-hmm. that, that the, uh, that Chris Kessler is the, the person you would go to, to read about if you think this is, I, I don't want to say bunk, but if you think this is a vast misconception. This yeah, is, something different than what's on the surface. Right, here. right. So if we talk about acupuncture, acupuncture is insertion of needles into points along these channels or nodes, and this is done to adjust the positive-negative aspects of chi, the, the yang being the positive, the yin being the negative, to help maintain a balance of, so, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And other things can affect this balance too, right? Yeah. Have you ever done acupuncture? I have not. You know, I, I have huge, uh, I have huge issues with touching metal. Yes, I'm so, aware of that. So I can't hmm. do, if there were like stone or wooden needles. Even if it, okay, so when, with the obsidian. touching metal thing, is it just your hands touching metal or is it metal just touching your skin? No, it's, it's a body wide experience. Gotcha. Like my sensory, um, inputs are crossed. Gotcha. And it, the associations are unpleasant. Okay, so so my wife tried acupuncture for the first time not long ago. Oh no way! Yeah, she she said she felt great afterwards, mm-hmm. but she attributed that to just being in a relaxed state for a long period of time. Ah, she's okay. a very she had a very stressful job for quite a while there, and yeah. then just going into a room with quiet music and mm-hmm. someone gently touching you, even if they're shoving a needle in you just a little bit, just meditating. Huh? Yeah. So she felt great afterwards, and but that's what she. Ah, heard. okay. You know what? That's kind of cool, man. That's that's amazing. I'd, I'd love to hear more about her uh, her experience because, as we know, people have used acupuncture for a very long time, and it's popular across the world now, and mm-hmm. people swear by it, man. Oh yeah. Uh, and we know also that our friends over at Stuff You Should Know have a great podcast on acupuncture if you want to uh, learn more about it. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So here's where we start to get into some of the more divisive stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people are not sold on acupuncture, and then a lot of people think that Western uh, medical institutions are suppressing acupuncture, any natural alternative medicine. So we, we know those two sides of the argument mm-hmm. are there. Let's, let's bracket that for a second and get into some of the weirder stuff uh, with the idea that practitioners of Qigong are able to direct the effects of chi just by using their minds and their hands. Yeah. Oh, a Reiki massage, right? Or Reiki yeah. energy I, redirection. I feel like Reiki is kind of a low-level version of some of the Qigong practitioners I've mm-hmm. seen, at least on videos. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to diminish Reiki at all. Sure. I know several people. It's just a different thing. It's a different thing. I see what you're I, saying. The Qigong masters that I've seen are the ones that say they can create heat. They can actually create heat with their mind and their hands. Ah, uh, yes. And a couple other things. I think magnetism was was another idea that these oh, yeah, practitioners yeah. could do. Oh, remind me at the end of the episode because I can I can explain some of that. Excellent. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, another thing, though, these are not the only claims. You'll see uh, people who are Qigong doctors or masters claim to uh, channel their own energy or air into a another person's energy kind of network, right? Correcting blockages, uh, as you can imagine, ladies and gentlemen. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Western medicine takes a dim view of many of these claims. Uh, but we've, we've seen enough so far to know that uh, without going into acupuncture, making this an acupuncture podcast, yeah. uh, we know that the definition of chi, of what is chi, isn't something as cut and dry do all these misconceptions. So maybe it's best to understand chi in terms of its functions and its activities, right? So it has the, uh, we'll just walk through it. It has the qualities of both matter and energy, right? For those who uh, believe it exists. It has substance without structure. It possesses qualities of energy, but it can't be measured. I hear so many people on the other side of the microphone now groaning. Yeah. Or on the other side of the I speakers. was hearing it too. I thought it was me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you should be able to measure something, right? If yeah. it's energy. Uh, so they would say via analogy, there's a great comparison in one of our articles that the force of a thunderstorm could be understand in, understood in terms of its chi because you could measure the power of the chi in the fallen trees and buildings in the storm's aftermath. I get it, but I'm a little hesitant with, 
I'm a little hesitant to uh, totally subscribe to something because of an analogy. Well, yeah, and it makes me, that analogy in particular makes me think of the possible misinterpretation of chi as uh, not energy, but air or oh, yeah, oxygen, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea that you can't see the wind, but you're pretty sure that that tree was standing up earlier. <laughs> right. No, there's also, we can kind of skip past the meridian stuff here, uh, but, you know, we mentioned those meridians or those nodes and the way that chi is supposed to travel from node to node, passing through meridians. Uh, you'll hear people say there's a cycle of 24 hours and that there are certain times where wherein a certain organ is is more powerful, the flow is strongest there. So the concept here is that chi is supposed to pass through all the major channels or nodes or meridians of your body and that manipulating these points with pressure, heat, needles, etc. is the um, the crux upon which so much of this treatment hinges. Yeah, to have the energy flow through those points correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we've talked about this. Let's talk about other functions or the main functions. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are five, right? Yes. So the first one is transformation. And this is the idea that chi transform one type of substance into another. Okay. So let's say the spleen chi transforms food into chi and blood. Right. That, the, the, okay. That the body and the body can use that. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So, so. It use, uses both of these things: the chi to make mm-hmm. everything else work, and then the blood. <laughs> well, the blood to make everything else work. Right. Um, uh, the kidney chi uh-huh. transforms fluids into pure essence and wastewater, and then you know, in the same way, you keep going on down to mm-hmm. say the lung transforms air into the energy to sustain life. So transformation is the first one. Movement yes. would be the second. All movement accompanied by its own chi, including growth, development, walking, breathing, thinking. Uh, the chi is the commander of the blood, as you might have mm-hmm. heard before. Uh, what's the third one? Third one is protection. The idea that chi protects the body against attack by diseases um, and other things. If, if a person's chi is weak, that person may experience frequent illnesses because their white blood cells or chi aren't mm-hmm. doing so hot. Uh, and then there, the fourth one would be retention, the fourth function of chi. That's the idea that chi keeps the organs in their proper place. So that's the reason that uh, you're not vomiting up your heart or something. Thank goodness. That and numerous anatomical facts. Yes. But uh, the, <laughs> uh, the idea here is that deficiency can lead to prolapse, bleeding disorders, excessive sweating, or urination. And there's one last one. The last one is warming. The yang aspect of kidney chi keeps the entire body warm, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, when it is deficient in this way, chronic cold extremities, uh, like cold extremities as in your arms or your legs mostly, uh, you will have decreased function in all activities that require warmth, such as digestion or other things that go on inside your innards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that chi is at least attributed to doing a whole host of things for the human body and of all other living entities inside their bodies. We also know that as we went through there, we were saying things like, 
The lungs chi. Spleen chi. That's weird. Right, yeah. Those are different types of chi because Chinese medicine typically divides chi into various types depending on source and function. So the original source of this force would be your parents, and the chi inherited from them is known as prenatal chi. So this is the basic constitution of a human being. It depends upon genetics, the quality of the parents' lives at the time of conception and during pregnancy. This... Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe in qi is your heritage, it cannot be replenished. Uh, a healthy lifestyle, diet, and breathing practices, however, can conserve prenatal qi and slow down its depletion. That's really cool. So I'm almost thinking of it as in terms of stem cells or something, your stem cell qi. Right, or maybe the way that a woman only has a certain number of eggs ah. in her life, and those can be depleted. But I, um, but the, the argument here, of course, being that there are certain actions one can take to slow that loss. But there's another type of chi there that's uh, just as important. Yes, once you are postnatal, you get the postnatal chi, and this is chi that's acquired or derived from the food you're eating, the uh, stuff you're drinking, the air you're breathing. This, when combined with prenatal chi, forms the totality of the body's power to perform all of these things we were talking about, all the vital functions of mm. your body. And then there's lung chi, spleen chi, uh, true chi, which is the totality of chi that results from the combination of the prenatal and the postnatal stuff. This is responsible for all the functions of the body, takes different forms. Uh, there's, there, there's also, uh, nutritive chi. You, you can hear about these different types of chi, but, uh, what, what I would like to get to is, uh, the, the claims, uh, attributed to these chi, uh, qigong masters, right? Okay. So-called, sometimes self-professed. Many Let, times. Let's be honest, Many sometimes self-professed, and, uh, we're, you know, we're not here in any way to denigrate serious practitioners of something that people believe in, but we will tell you that there are quite a few claims made by people who also claim to be Qigong masters, and uh, all these claims are not created equal. I mean, you can start with stuff like uh, someone is an acupuncturist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's That's believable. People around the world, again, engage in acupuncture. And I know some people think it's utter bunk. Some people swear by it. Uh, but this is not an acupuncture episode because we're going further afield, right? We're going yes. to the people who claim that they have superpowers, essentially. I'm very, Sweet. I'm very, as you know, I'm very interested in having superpowers. So oh, I, we're aware, Ben. Right. So I looked into this uh, and I just... Uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise for anybody, but let's take a closer look at some of these, right? So, mm. uh, so Qigong can, the idea that it can give you superhuman abilities, uh, particularly when it comes to withstanding pain, you'll see people being beaten with, uh, I want you to hear the air quotes here, iron bars. Yeah. Uh, you'll see, and, and they may indeed be iron, you know? Uh, I wouldn't want to test it out. Is all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You definitely have to train. You know, mm. it's like the whole thing with when people say wrestling is fake. It's they're still trained professionals. It's yeah. Not those like, are athletes. <laughs> Watch yourself. Right. And then and then it is true that there are people who are trained to take 
massive amounts of damage that mm-hmm. would seriously injure another person, right? Absolutely. But maybe not to a superhuman degree. You'll often hear skeptics, uh, Darren Brown's one, who attribute these sorts of performances to just that. Performances. Yeah. Mm, stage magic, right? Uh, but there's another bigger one that, that goes back to our friend Noel the Iron Fist Brown. Oh, yes, Ben. That would be the no-punch knockout. Yes. You may have seen videos of guys who are wearing, like, the master belts in mm-hmm. some kind of martial arts garb, and there are a bunch of people running up to them, and they're just knocking them over. You may have seen this. I watched a video like that recently because I, I somehow was watching an MMA video, and then it was on one of the, you know, on the right rail. Uh-huh. Uh, it was kind of uh, kind of upsetting, actually. It was one of these practitioners who it's a video of the the master and his students, and he is just demonstrating how he can knock out all of his students without touching them. Yeah, and then times. and yes, and then he challenges an MMA fighter uh-huh. and wagers lots of money and says that he can beat him up without touching him. And the MMA fighter proceeds to break the guy's nose and hurt him really badly. Uh, is this the one where the, um, it's it, old. Is this the one where the guy says he'll put up a force field? No, is that, a that is one? a different, that's well, a whole different one. one. Yeah, yeah, I totally remember that one. Uh, so this, yeah, this is a, a, a thing that's unfortunately fairly common to see online now. Mm. Uh, and it is true that people can break wood or cinder blocks with their bare hands. Oh yeah. They're doing it. They're, I used to do it as a kid. What? But as like martial arts or were yeah. you angry? Yeah. Oh, well, it was both. Oh, okay. Did you, did you break a cinder block? Really? No, i never got a cinder block. The blocks my my buddy Scott did though. Wow, man. Right. And that's completely possible for someone to break cinder blocks with their bare hands. Listeners, if you train yourself, mm-hmm. right, and you are safe and you are assiduous and you practice and practice and practice, then you too can eventually break cinder blocks, but in a very specific way. Yes. You, you will probably still injure yourself if you go up to a wall of cinder blocks and say, Hey guys, Watch this. I'm going to go and guarantee that that will happen. Yeah, it's got to be. There's there's a, a science to it. Uh, but when it comes to the idea of knocking someone to the ground without touching them, there is a glaring commonality for all of the people supposedly affected by these no-touch super punches. And it is this. They are true believers. They yes. believe this stuff really works. That's and that's not saying Ben and I aren't saying that these videos you were watching they're just a bunch of people faking it and, no, and no, acting no, no. as though they're getting punched out. They believe so wholeheartedly that this this master has these abilities or even they perhaps have these mm-hmm. abilities that it makes it true for them. Right, yeah, it's the power of suggestion similar to hypnosis. They're being sincere. It's kind of like uh glossolalia, which is uh-huh. the $5 word for speaking in tongues, right? Yep. And what happens during that, if you've ever seen footage of this, and Matt, you and I have watched some documentary stuff with this, I have seen people do it in Tennessee, uh, I may churches. have seen some people do it in churches as well. Yeah. Uh, and what this speaking in tongues uh, thing is, is supposed to be in, in various belief systems 
is a direct touch of the divine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, perhaps speaking or assumed to be speaking, uh, in, in a coherent manner in a language that the human, I guess, medium for this, right? The human vessel for this has, has no knowledge of. Uh, we've seen some great research on glossolalia that, that proves it is a real thing and the people who are undergoing this, just like the people who are falling to a no-touch knockout punch, uh, believe that it is happening. They are sincere. They're not trying to, you know, be cool or something. It's not like Craig is saying, oh, I better fall down so I get promoted in this thing or whatever. Uh, it, it's, it's a real thing. They believe on some level that this is the way they're supposed to act. So, mm-hmm. Every, and you know, maybe I'd be so excited if I found somebody who could really do this. And if you know someone, please send them our way. Yeah. We'd love to, we'd love to see it happen in, in real life. Uh, but the fact of the matter is at this point, we, we haven't found anything like that. Uh, let's go to an. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've seen this and you know what's coming up. Yeah. There's another one you've probably seen videos of now. Thank goodness for YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. Where, where someone can use their chi powers to mm. ignite um, a rolled piece of paper, a newspaper, some form of flammable substance. Sure. And, okay, so, I, I, we just have to get started and say there are several of these that are obvious hoaxes that yes. we have seen and been proven to be hoaxes. Mm-hmm. Um, this there's this chemical reaction that you can obtain. Uh, I think Darren Brown didn't Darren Brown cover this right? A scam school or something like that. The chemical reaction is it, here's what happens: the the person the claiming to have these amazing supernatural abilities holds up a newspaper. Behind the newspaper, there's like a little plastic baggie, and in that bag, uh, there there's uh, glycerin. Glycerol, I believe, and potassium manganite seven. And when they crumple it up, mm-hmm. they combine the two elements, which uh, creates a combustion, right? Reaction. And it'll take a second for the newspaper to catch a fire. But newspaper, of course, being highly combustible, does catch a fire. And then the people just sort of hold um, it in your hand or sort of sick free to Roy around yeah. it, you know, uh, David Copperfield stage magic stuff. Uh, you can check out that video for free online to see how that happens. What these are just a few examples of the outlandish stuff. And yeah, can I just take a second to say though, at this point that I think it is so profoundly offensive to consciously misinform people about something that is a, a thousands and thousands year old tradition, you know, this idea that breathing, exercising, being mindful of what you eat and how you live. Like, who could argue with that? That's a great idea. Call Absolutely. it, call it what you want. You know what I mean? But don't, don't, uh, don't try to swindle people by telling them that you will have superpowers. That's very... Yeah, I completely agree. It's very Scientology to me. There are also uh, claims about the health benefits of Qigong, right? Yes, Ben. Like we said, acupuncture, people swear that that acupuncture works, not only to relieve pain, but to relieve other symptoms of Mm -hmm. problems that they're having. But currently, unfortunately, the scientifically 
scientifically sound studies. So like peer review research. Yes, uh, ones that you could point to and say, okay, well, I really understand this, and then other people in the field understand that this is what is happening. They, they're they severely lacking currently, at least by the standards of Western medicine and research. Well, and also by the standards of some members of the Chinese scientific community. Oh, yeah. There's a thing called the China Association of Science and Technology, or CAST, that has been conducting, or that had conducted uh, wide-ranging studies of various Qigong practices or practitioners, and were trying to eliminate the fake ones. And they found that there was a wide variance of stuff. There's a guy named Dr. Stephen Barrett who noted that many practice practitioners of traditional Chinese medicine will separately see the same patient presenting the same symptoms or, or, you know, telling them the same symptoms sure. and have a wide, widely varying diagnoses um, far beyond what you would call a second opinion, just, just oh, yeah, very sure. different stuff. And I, at this point, you know, I, I have to ask, I have to ask you, man, what do you think about Qi? Uh, That's a tough one. I currently... This is the way I'm going to couch this. Okay. I currently have no evidence to believe that she is anything outside of the elements, the chemicals, and biological functions of the natural world and my body. Okay. Well, that's that's what the text of ancient China say qi is anyway. Oh, sure. I mean, they yeah. just they just call all of these things together qi, and that's and that's cool. I'm down with that. It's just I don't believe that it is a separate thing. I guess right. I I, I see. I see what you're what you're saying. Um, I definitely think it has been w- just woefully misrepresented in at least here in the West. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it, it's got to be surprising. I, I'd love to hear. Um, from from some of our other listeners here, it's got to be surprising sometimes, especially if you yourself, if if we have anybody who uh, practices alternative medicine or is an authority on it, I'd love to hear from you because I'd love to hear the misconceptions that you feel people in the West have. Yeah, I'm, I might have this completely wrong in my viewpoint of it. But. Well, well, it's just like while we were looking at this and while I was looking through Western research about Qi, one thing that got me that I started wondering, you know, was uh, is this sort of like the old Chinese restaurant problem? You know, when I was at uh, when I was in college, I would hang out with uh, some of my friends who were foreign nationals, right? They're from China, and we went to a Chinese restaurant one time, and their reaction was very much like, "What the hell is this?" Oh yeah, it was so. It was they were like, "This is not Chinese food." Got that sweet and sour pork, huh? Yeah. What is? Why are you pouring sugar on everything? You know, which is actually a common reaction for people outside the states Mm -hmm. to anything, but. I, I wonder how much of it is misinterpreted. As for the question of whether it is real, then it has to go back to um, double-blind studies that can prove a statistically significant thing. But, of course, you're listening to this show, you want to know – if there's stuff they don't want you to know, then what could it be? We found two possibilities, ladies and gentlemen. One possibility being that uh, 
that it's bunk, that the, th- the, the they and the stuff they don't want you to know are the self-professed uh, Qigong masters who will charge you money to, listen to the air quotes here, teach you the no knockout punch. Right? Yeah, well, or anyone who profits off of it being a real thing. Right, right. That's that's one that's one option. Another option is that they would be uh the AMA or other western medical institutions who repress uh alternative therapies in hopes of continuing the great um <laughs> The, the great and brutal cycle of profiting from people's health or lack thereof, right? Uh, yep. Uh, <clears throat> that one hurt just the way you said it even. I mean, I can, I, I can clearly see some validity in, in that, at least in that the brutal cycle does exist, right? Maybe somebody doesn't want you to know that we're all interconnected with this energy, Ben, and we all are, have powerful Qigong masters inside of us. Don't avatar me, man. Not on the okay. air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm joking. It, it, that's that's possible, but then why would somebody want to repress something like that? So they can control us, Ben, through through that common connection, through that yeah, zeitgeist. Yeah, maybe there's a film there for sure. We could definitely do that. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Uh, before before we go into this thing, I wanted to wanted to go back to the stuff we mentioned at the top, uh, the idea that uh, people could control magnetism, right, or yes. project heat. Yes. So these things are partially true. These are real superpowers asterisks. And, and you already know some of this, right? Because one of the things that intense meditation teaches people to do, and this is just this is amazing. I would be cursing up a storm if this were not an all ages show because I am just astonished. Really excited. Yes. Very excited. Yes. Matt sees me almost cursing here uh, across this. Uh, what, what we find is it is possible to gain control over your normally involuntary bodily functions. If you meditate frequently and and there there are numerous uh monks of of varying different religions who are capable of doing this you can raise and lower your body temperature you can uh uh increase and decrease your heartbeat right and you can see this stuff and this is this is real this is not any kind of um stage magic you can see footage of Monks, for instance, who practice a thing called, I think, trummo or tummo, uh, where they, they're having ice cold, wet sheets thrown on them and they just start they meditating. Steam. Yeah. And they steam them dry. They steam dry the stuff. Or, uh, and there was, I think there's one European who learned to do that and now he just jogs around. I, I swear he just, this guy was just jogging around, uh, in like shorts. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, and then just in Arctic weather, mm -hmm. in weather that would have given other people frostbite. And his extremities were not suffering frostbite because he had this control over his body. You also see people getting buried alive with their, their hands in the, in the praying position and just lowering their body responses almost like they're in hibernation. That's real. That's spooky to be able to do that. So, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the other thing <laughs> I, I've got to go on a rant here. The other, the other thing is the uh, ability. The magnetic ability. Yes. When I was looking at various possible real superpowers, there's this, there's this friction thing that's actually happening. You remember? Did you read about this? Yeah. It's a, it's not a magnetism. It's a stickiness yeah. issue, which is so much grosser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And it's genetic. Mm hmm. So it's kind of cool. You might see the, the videos of a person putting a spoon or other mm -hmm. metal objects on right. their body, on their face, on their nose, on their chest. All over. And it's like, oh man, this guy is a magnet. Holy moly. And his children have the same power. <gasps> what? Race of mutants. Well, kind of. Maybe. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's just a genetic condition that mm -hmm. alters your skin. Yeah. And they have, have a higher, uh, have a higher, Frictive ability, I believe. Uh, things, things are just more likely to stick to them. They are stickier people. That is, that is the actual thing that's happening there. The, uh, the other, the other thing, and I think perhaps one of the most important takeaways from this, because I know we spent a lot of time today talking about how 
untrue a lot of the claims might be, mm-hmm. right? And how unfair it might be to, you know, someone who knows nothing about this stuff to, to hear these outrageous things first and then be inevitably disappointed. Here, here's the amazing thing. And I think you and I have talked about this on the show, but I'll just wave the flag again because, uh, it's fascinating. There really is such a thing as mind over matter. It is literal. The way you think just by the virtue of the thought alone changes the physical world in the most direct, uh, amazing and terrifying way, which is it changes the structure or the ratio of areas of your brain. We, we've talked before about studies of London cab drivers, right? Uh, London cab drivers background have to take a test called the knowledge and the knowledge is super ridiculously hard. People are expected to fail it several times. But uh, and the reason it's so hard is because you, you cannot use a GPS, etc. Mm-hmm. You have to memorize all these different routes and the way they interconnect. And after people have become London cabbies for, you know, decades, the, the area of their brain that's associated with spatial memory is larger than an average person. The same thing happens with, I think there was a study of Buddhist monks who were meditating for, yes. for the same time, right? And the area of their brain with, uh, associated with compassion or empathy was larger, not like a little bit, like noticeably yeah. the, the way that you would look at someone who only worked out their left arm and notice how much bigger their left mm-hmm. arm is. And now, just to, to clarify, we're not talking about the secret style, positive thinking, getting a lot of money because you think positively or finding no, all the food no, that no, you need. No, 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 no. That's not at all what we're saying here. Yeah, we're talking about the kind of thoughts you have literally changing the way your brain grows. Awesome. Or changing, um, mm, brain grows very slowly, uh, changing the, uh, the function, perhaps, is a more fair way to say it. But still, that that is an, that is an amazing thing. And if the techniques of various forms of qigong can help you achieve that kind of thing, or if they help you overall uh, in in your life and your wellness, and they uh, lengthen your lifespan, or at least lengthen the good parts of it. Yeah, the positive aspects. Of right? It. Was it like Dennis Leary who used to say, you know, I don't want to live till I'm 90 or whatever because those last few years are going to suck. I think Dennis Leary said that, but I it always makes me nervous quoting him because I always feel like somebody else said it first. Oh, whoa. Wait, is that Sorry, a, that was a Dennis Leary burn. That was. I, yeah, a little too much of a Louis C.K. You used your chi over here. <laughs> to burn him. His, <laughs> Sorry, bro. His skin is sizzling. I, he knows I don't mean He got it. a burn notice. Huh? <laughs> he did a pop culture reference. <laughs> Really nice. I'm sorry. By the way, yes. have you seen the show? This is apropos of nothing. Have okay. you seen the show Mr. Robot on USA Network? I have not. You know, I don't I don't watch a lot of Dude, TV. Dude, they made that show for us and our listeners. And I'm not getting paid to promote the show, just I'm saying give it a chance because <laughs> it's it's basically like Fight Club uh-huh. and The Matrix. Uh-huh. Smash them together, plus uh I mean the Illuminati's in there. It's, it's crazy. I, I love it. All right. I'm going to check out Mr. Robot and. And Christian Slater, by the way. Who's Christian Slater? Dreamy. Oh, come on. See? Wait, did, did you hear that sound cue? <laughs> <laughs> that can only mean one thing. 
Hey, it's our moment with Noel. So I, I watched the trailer for Mr. Robot the other day, and it looks looks really good. I haven't seen it yet, but like, there's like a, an anonymous esque. Oh yeah, anonymous you know, is all group, about it. Really, with a slightly different mask, with more of a mustache. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they didn't want to get sued. Can you imagine anonymous <laughs> or DDoS taking, taking someone to court? Uh, guys, I wanted. I'm, I'm glad we're all here. I wanted to uh, read a couple of. Tweets from our, uh, from our last podcast, cause we had some people talk, uh, remember our podcast where we were trying to figure out which animals we were Oh, be? yes. We had some people write to us with their choices. Do you guys want to hear them? Yes, please. Okay, let's see. There's one rather strange one. <laughs> they, <laughs> Uh, somebody wanted to eat, be uh, a small animal and eat coffee. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, baby lion cub who said it, the baby lion cub chose to be an Asian palm civet because eating and pooping out coffee beans all day is the ultimate dream job. Oh man. Now, is that the coffee that's really expensive? Yes. Yeah, Cause okay. it's been through the digestive yeah. tract. What's good about it? Is it give you? Animal powers. It's but. just like uh, it's supposed to taste really good. It's got the sousson ah. of, uh, you know, bowels. Yeah, right, right. It's got a certain umami. Yes. yes. It's yes. got a certain, a certain umami. <laughs> uh, and then uh, then uh, Kelsey Ito writes to us, says, if I could be any animal, I would turn into Turtopsis Dorney and be immortal. That's a little yeah. jellyfish, right? The immortal fish of that jelly. turns into a baby continually and then we had uh we had some folks write in uh say don't be a cow uh jay collins wrote in says i know it sounds weird but i'd love to be a duck skinwalker able to fly swim and be cute beyond reason so kind of sort of a one-upping of mine i mean i I didn't think about that but it's like (laughs) if you're a duck then you can fly yeah and you can swim yeah, but and, and the corkscrew, the well, whole corkscrew thing. I don't know about that. We're a family show. Okay, family show. Oh, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Look up duck corkscrew. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Uh, yeah, ducks are horrible people. <laughs> if ducks were people, they would be bad people. Um, I, I just based on their behavior. Mainly, they would mainly just swim in giant pools of golden coins. Oh time. yeah. Oh yeah. Did you know that you will be seriously injured if you attempt to do that? Yeah. So some for some <laughs> reason there was a study where someone said, "How would this work?" Just just in case. I've wasted all my time on paper it money. It would be less of a splash and more of like a Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, no, I'm sorry. I just I was excited to uh talk more about the kind of animals we would be because uh-huh. I clearly have my priorities in line. Sure. But but what's on your mind with this uh with this whole cheese stuff? Oh I don't know man. I, I was too busy playing the new Fallout Shelter iPhone game. What? Have you guys seen this? Are you guys familiar with the Fallout games? No. I mean, I know Fallout. Yeah, so there's a there's an iPhone Fallout game that's sort of like an, a Fallout version of The Sims, where you have your little vault dwellers and you organize them in these various underground Fallout shelter compartments. And that sounds really cool, it's, though. It's really. But cool. are are you admitting to just sitting there and playing a game while we Ben and I are having this <laughs> philosophical discussion about the energy inside all of us? I'm half admitting it, but I'm not fully admitting it. Oh, I listen. I know. I, I actually, I've got a thing. You want to hear my thing? I want to hear. I, your yeah, thing. I haven't. I. I literally have not slept, man. Give me something. <laughs> no, you got it, man. You got it. This isn't very good. But you know the band Tool? Are you guys familiar with yes. Tool? Uh-huh. The band? So their singer Maynard James Keenan, mm-hmm. who I think mainly just 
makes wine now. I don't think he actually sings anymore. Yeah. That's not true. I'm kidding. I think still that, refuses to wear a shirt though. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, a friend of mine a long time ago who lived in Los Angeles told me the story about, um, being with somebody and running into Maynard James Keenan on the street. And for whatever reason, like you do, his friend decided he'd shoot a bottle rocket at him. He just happened to what? have one. And maybe it wasn't a bottle rocket. It was a uh, it was a firecracker. Let's 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 just for the sake of the story. It's pretty bad. But here's what happened. So he throws the firecracker at James uh, Maynard James Keenan's feet, and Maynard kind of looks at it, and it goes out. And the guy's like, "Whoa, what what even <laughs> yeah. happened there?" And Maynard goes, "I put it out with my mind, man." No way. <laughs> So I think Maynard's got some serious chi going uh, on. That's great. As long as he can't ignite the firecrackers, I'm you fine. Don't know. You, I don't you, know. But I also don't throw firecrackers at strangers. No, it's an odd story. It almost sounds made up, but I like to tell it. <laughs> that's a fun story. It's like <laughs> that getting tackled by Bill Murray in the hallway of the hotel story, you know, oh, yeah. where he whispers like in your ear, like, no one's going to believe you. Oh, yeah, no one will believe you. I, I often wonder how many of those stories are, are true. Um, we didn't get to everybody who wrote in to say uh, which animals they would transform to, but we got some, we got some fantastic suggestions. They made me, uh, they made me rethink. You guys, I, I really, um, I really think in the whale. Well, I, well, I, I think we ended on an octopus. I don't know. I think we really, I, I kind of screwed us when I said no fictional animals. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of those, though. I, it would have taken me a week to really narrow down what I wanted to be. Yeah. Well, let's keep thinking. Like the octopus thing seemed cool because you know it, there's certain types of octopus that can transform Is into there different. Such thing as a triceracorn, because there should be triceracorn. Oh man. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. it a dinosaur horse? Well, that's all up to your imagination, isn't it? Yeah. It's a three-horned unicorn. Uh huh. Dinosaur like creature. So oh, all man. the powers yeah. of those creatures combined. combined. I love it. Uh, that, that's, that's fantastic. I hope it doesn't have scales, but that is, that is fantastic. Uh, all right. So let us know what you think about Chi. And thank you so much for listening. We mentioned a couple of different articles that are on our website, our parent website, howstuffworks.com, if you want to learn more about this. If you haven't checked out uh, the video we had that uh, came out earlier this week, our, our classic video on the alleged dragon family, then you like to hear about uh, big brother type world domination conspiracies. Just money printing and laundering. Mm-hmm. World War II lost treasures or counterfeiting. Uh, then check it out. I, I think the best teaser for that, if you haven't seen it, is that oh, several years back, and, and you and I, I think it already started the show, but several years back. 2009. 2009, exactly. Uh, several people. Different foreign nationals were arrested on their way to Switzerland. They were arrested through, in Switzerland. Or, yeah, one was arrested in Switzerland, one arrested in Italy, yes. uh, attempting to smuggle what the Treasury Department says were clearly counterfeit uh, billion and billion dollar notes, but they were either professionally aged or 
They really were old counterfeit notes. There were spelling errors? There were spelling errors, which is a dead giveaway. Uh, or uh, this is absolute bunk, but this is a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. uh, do check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter where you can see a lot of stories that don't make it to the air for one reason or another. But do check it out. We're active on there. We're conspiracy stuff at both of those. You can visit our website, stufftheydontwantyoutoknow.com. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.